Thank the Lord for such obedient saints. <laughs> stay in your lane, Sister Florence. Stay in your, stay in your lane. <laughs> so stay, stay in your lane. <laughs> you were in your lane yesterday. Don't come out your lane today. <laughs> I want to thank... Sister Rhonda for bringing the fruit about 1.30 yesterday. Even though the start time was 12 o'clock, Rhonda finally pulled up with all this food. And I said, it's over. But I did, we, we did take three of your bananas. Did you bring bananas? Was your bananas? Yep, we got, I got three of them. I do. Her brother Kevin says, Rhonda is the busiest, no working person that I know. <laughs> That's Kevin. <laughs> As you know, next week we are going to have a one hour service from 1030 to 1130. <laughs> 930, Rhonda. <laughs> no, 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 it's too late. 7 a.m. Start out, 7 a.m., start, get in the car and start heading this direction. <laughs> By 10.45, you should be here. <laughs> We're praying that there will be no traffic on next Sunday morning. Start early. Today we're going to continue with our study in the book of Matthew 16. And next week I will be um, preaching on the birth of Christ. But I felt the need to continue with the, in our study in Matthew. So in the, book of, in the book of Matthew, chapter 16, if you would turn there, please. I'm going to read the first 12 verses. Matthew chapter 16, 1 through 12. And this is... <coughs> I'm going to pray and then read the word. So if you would, just right where you are, if you would stand, please, with me as I pray. In this place, Lord, we have already just enjoyed the fellowship and the presence of the Almighty. Hearts are prepared to hear the word of God. And we thank you that we can gather here with the freedom, with people, without the concern of losing our lives. That day may come, but Lord, may we stand firm on the word of God. You never denied us. May we never deny you. May we remember that you have a great reward for your people. May we remember that this earth is not our home. We are just strangers passing through on our way to eternity with the almighty God. We can't even imagine what it's going to be like. But throughout all eternity, we will be worshiping and honoring the King of glory. So today, as we, Lord, just not only, not only enjoy and practice here, getting ready for that great coronation, we pray that we will keep our minds and eyes focused on the prize. That with even all the difficulties of life, we won't be distracted. But we will remember that greater is he that's within us than he that's in the world. 
We have a great Savior, a great God. And we pray today that we will remember our blessings in you. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. In the Bible, in your Bible, Matthew chapter 16, I'm going to read and jump right into the word. And this is what it says. I'm reading from the ESV. Matthew 16, verse 1. And the Pharisees and Sadducees came. We don't have it on the board. And the Pharisees and Sadducees came. And to test him, they asked him to show them a sign from heaven. He answered them, when it is evening, you say it will be fair weather. For the sky is red. And in the morning it will be storming today. For the sky is red and threatening. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky. But you cannot interpret the signs of the times. An evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign. But no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah. So he left them and departed. When the disciples reached the other side, they had forgotten to bring any bread. Jesus said to them, watch and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And they began discussing it among themselves, saying, we brought no bread. But Jesus, aware of this, said, oh, you of little faith, why are you discussing among yourselves the fact that you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive, do you not remember the five loaves for the 5,000 and how many baskets you gathered or the seven loaves for the 4,000 and how many baskets you gathered? You gathered? How is it that you fail to understand that I did not speak about bread? Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Then they understood that he did not tell them to beware of the leaven of bread, but of the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. The title for this message I'm given is two different groups missing the point. Two different groups missing the point. It is always good to see my good friend, Brother Larry and Sister Marie, from Elk Grove in the house. (laughs) I want to say Merry Christmas to you. Good to see you. Thank you for being here. Larry, we still, you know what, even though I know you're there, we still, we're making up a new um, members list, and we still got you right on that list, just to let you know, you're right there, numbered in the group. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all, y'all right there, both of you. Two different groups missing the point. And let me just say this as as I go on. I'm going to just let you know I am counting as one group the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And so the two groups that I'm referencing is the group that Jesus is addressing and the disciples. Two different groups missing the point. The, The passage that we read is also found in the book of Mark. In the Synoptic Gospels, this event is recorded in the, both Matthew and Mark. In Mark eight fourteen through 21. If you were to go to that account, which I'm not going to turn to right at this time, you will find that when Jesus is approached by the Pharisees and the Sadducees, 
The Bible does not mention in Mark Sadducees. It only mentions the Pharisees. But when Jesus began to speak to his disciples, he brings up another group and said, the house of Herod or Herod. Now we know through our Bible study which Herod is, are we talking about? Herod? No? Antipas. Herod Antipas is the Herod that we are referencing. Thank you for those who even gave the other name. That means you've been listening. Point number one, another planned attack and rejection of Jesus. Another planned attack and rejection of Jesus. I'll be basing that off of Matthew 16, 1 through 4 and Mark 8, verses 11 through 13. Another planned attack and rejection of Jesus. That's point one. Asking for evidence was crazy from these religious leaders when they saw many of the miracles that Jesus was doing. It was just, didn't make sense for them to come and ask Jesus to show them a sign in the sky. The Pharisees and Sadducees did not agree on much of anything. But as I mentioned to you before, people will join with their enemies against another person that they don't even like that much more. You'll find enemies coming together if they don't like you more. Trying to tear you down. You would say, I thought they didn't get along. What they do when it comes against you? Forces joining together even though they don't see eye to eye. You see, Jesus was their common enemy. And so for them, they decided to partner together, not only the two groups, but with Herod's group as well. The group that they were in bondage to, or rather Rome, at this time. And they joined forces with them. Now, we understand that this was not the first time that Jesus had been opposed by this group. As we mentioned in the book of Matthew, in Mark, he doesn't mention the Sadducees, but he mentions Herod. So we note that we have three groups coming together. Let's look at briefly at the Pharisees. They are called in scripture, well, not in scripture, but in history, you will also note that they may be called the separatists. The separatists. They come out of the period, it is believed, of what's called the intertestamental period. The intertestamental period. Between the Old Testament and the New Testament, there was a period of over 400 years where there was silence from God. There was no word after Malachi until the great announcement by the angels to the shepherds watching their sheep that in Bethlehem a Savior is born. Up until that time, it is silent, even though God is working. You find during that time as well, in the, in the, in that century, do you find, in that second century AD, or BC, you find the Maccabees, you'll find this group. 
that was there. And we find that the Maccabees took a stand against the decree from Antiochus Epiphanes IV that a pig should be offered on the temple. And when the Jewish person that came to bring the message told the father, he said, we won't do it. And not only did he rebel, he killed the messenger. This is during that intertestamental period. The Pharisees come out of that period. Now, we have Herod the Great during that period as well. The Greek culture that that came about came about because of Alexander the Great. Now, the Pharisees, because they didn't like and did not want to have the Hebrew Scriptures taught to the culture, the Greek, they did not want that to happen. They separated themselves and formed a group that became the separatists. And they said, we are the ones that's holding to the traditions of Moses or the law. And they came about also to develop the oral traditions. You find that the Lord even confronted them about their oral traditions. Because he says, you hold to your oral traditions and forsake the word of God, the commands of God. They held their, their traditions higher than the word. The Pharisees come from this and we find that they are always opposing Jesus. The Sadducees were the aristocrats, the wealthy. They were the people that didn't believe in angels, didn't believe in the spiritual life, didn't believe in the resurrection. And I told you this before, that's why they were sad, you see. (laughs) And you find the Sadducees and the Pharisees who did not agree, they would be the more liberal ones, the Sadducees. The Pharisees would be the more, in a sense, conservative, even though they were wrong. They joined forces to come against Jesus. Then you have the Herodians. We know that Herod the Great was the one that killed the babies when it was stated that there was a king. They saw the star, the wise men, and come to worship. The king. And he says, when you find him, bring me word so I too can come and worship. But we know that he already had devious plans. And that was to kill the child because Herod the Great was crazy. (laughs) He, He would take you out. Told you he took out his sons. Killed his wife, Miriam. He, he, he took out his first wife. He loved her. Took out his son, Aristobulus and Alexander. He took them out. So there, no, nobody that's going to be a threat. Nobody get my throne. Mm-mm. I take you out. That was Herod the Great. So told the media, now bring me word so that I can come and worship. And the angel said, don't go back and tell him anything. And when he found out that he had been tricked, or had, did, they didn't come back, I won't say trick, that they didn't come back in his wrath. He found out the time and 
killed the babies two years and younger. The time that they saw that star, the time of when he thought that Christ, that child would be born, killed them. The Lord, God Almighty, was protecting Jesus. Herod's family told you when we think about Herod, the Tetrarchs, when you see that name or hear that name, Tetrarch means ruler of the fourth. Anyone that was a Tetrarch was a family comes out of the, the line of Herod. And so when we think about the Herodians, the Sadducees, and the Pharisees joining forces to come against Jesus. See, the Herodians would be more concerned about the government. They were a political party. They were not a religious party. And they would be concerned about the throne and killing anybody. And so Christ would have been a threat to the Herodians. So they said, we coming together, we hear about this king. We better come and see about this. And so they joined forces and they had all the power. These three groups coming together to oppose the Almighty God. Whenever you adopt physical signs over the correct interpretation and application of the spiritual signs, you are in danger. Let's look and see what it says. The Lord says in Matthew 16. Let's go back and look at this. And the Pharisees and Sadducees came, and to test him, they asked him to show them a sign from heaven. He answered them, when it is evening, you say it will be fair weather. For the day is red, for the sky is red. And in the morning it will be stormy today, for the sky is red and threatening. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. Here they are, able to interpret the physical signs of what things look like. But they had been studying the scriptures. They were supposed to be the Pharisees, the religious leaders, the teachers of the law. They were waiting for the Messiah. And yet when Jesus shows up, not only do they not accept him, they fight against him. They miss all the signs that they are seeing, the miracles that they are experiencing, and come and say, show us another sign. Don't waste your time with some people. When they keep saying, show me, show me, show me, show me, why I've already showed you. You see, there are times when a person really don't want an answer to their question. They just really want an argument. And Jesus, in this, in this matter here, is in a situation where the evidence has been already overwhelming. And so they say, show us a sign in the heavens. You see, they've seen miracles. So what are they looking for? You see, it was believed that if there was a sign shown in heaven, that that would definitely be from God. Now, now. You need to understand that the Lord back in Matthew chapter 12 had already told them that they were in danger. They had already come to him before asking for a sign. And he told them that no sign would be given to them except the sign of Jonah. Jonah would be the sign. He said that there he says it 
again here. You see, when the Lord repeats something, it really makes sense to pay attention to it and to take note. When the Lord says, truly, truly, or verily, verily, I say to you, take note. When he calls your name twice, take note. You see, when the Lord called Samuel back in the Old Testament, Samuel had never heard of the voice of the Lord, and he thought that Eli was calling him. And after about three or four times running to Eli, Eli recognized and realized that, ah, it's the Lord that's calling him, and gave him instructions. The next time you hear the voice says, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. We need to make sure that we're in a position and a place that when God speaks, we say, yes, Lord, speak, for your servant is listening. Now, some of y'all are hearing some spooky things. Y'all hearing things that I, I don't know is the Lord. See, you see, you see, some of you say, I heard a voice. I'm saying, what medication are you on? You see, if you're not in his word, you're not hearing from the Lord. It's the it's the word of God that we must get into, and the Lord confirms his word through our spirit. I don't know a generation that's in there getting a word from the Lord and never picked up their Bible. People are always talking about hearing from the Lord. I can get a message just like you can. Really? Well, the only word that I'm getting from the Lord is what I'm reading in His Word and is being confirmed as I obey Him. Oh, thank you, Lord. Yes, I see it. Most people are actually living based on how they feel. Not from the Word of God. The Lord had already given signs. He had already showed them. They had been right there. They've had front row seats. When the roof was torn open and the men let down the paralytic. And it's believed that they tore up the house of Peter. That's what it's believed. It was in Capernaum and it was Peter and Andrew's house that they came through the roof. That's that's what some of the, the belief is or the different theologians believe that it might have been Peter's house. Because remember Jesus' base was in Capernaum when he left. Nazareth. Now, when we consider that they had been exposed to the miracles and they come and ask for a sign, the asking for a sign really was a rejection of all the miracles that Jesus had already shown and had been doing. He said, I told you before, Jesus does not waste his miracles just to be doing things. He doesn't waste his miracles on us. Just to show I've got the power? No. When he gave, when he performed a miracle, it was to relieve the suffering that people were going through. And it was to show that indeed he was the one that was sent from God. The miracles were a confirmation of who he said he was. It was not to have people say, well, I guess that's an okay miracle, Lord, today, you know. We've got to understand that miracles, if it was enough, enough to convert people, then that's all Jesus would have had to do. But miracles actually are not the only thing. 
They actually are an evidence, but it's the word of God with the miracles that brings about change. You notice that whenever the Lord performed miracles, he often taught the people. He often was speaking as he met the needs. And yet here they are, after seeing all the miracles, ask for a sign in the sky. Not that they might believe, but that they would be able to show further doubt. Of the Lord Jesus Christ. So there was another planned attack and rejection of Jesus. So we see by them asking, it is basically a rejection of who he is. Point number two, and I'll soon be done. The disciples are still in the dark with surrounding light. And get this. The the disciples are still in the dark with surrounding light. And I'm taking that from Matthew 16, 5 through 12. And Mark 8, 14 through 21. It is amazing that the disciples continue to display such lack of faith in the midst of complete truth. They are with Jesus. They are his disciples. They have walked with him. They are with him. And yet they continue to experience and to show a lack of faith. When Jesus speaks about spiritual matters, they turn this into a physical lacking of bread. They say, oh, we forgot to bring bread. You see, when a person is not is not being faithful or they are they not trusting the Lord, their mind is someplace else. I'm amazed. I keep telling you, I'm amazed at some of the Gentiles that show such a great faith in the Lord. The Syrophoenician woman that came and says, Lord, I want my daughter healed. And after she had been, it would appear, rejected, given the silent treatment, and Jesus turning his back on her and telling her it's not right to give the children bread to dogs, and yet she remained faithful. And yet even the dogs, the little pets, the house pets, even they can eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. And the Lord says, great is your faith. Twice we see that when the Lord speaks of him, speak of great faith, it was related to Gentiles. And yet the religious leaders who were the teachers of the law show great lack of faith. And the Lord oftentimes says he marveled at their lack of faith. And when we look at the disciples, we see the very thing. And here they are walking with, living with. They've been given power to go out two by two to perform miracles. And yet they still are showing a lack of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, if seeing miracles in and of themselves were enough to get you to heaven, the disciples would be at the front of the line. Jesus was annoyed With the disciples as he shows by needing to recount what he was able to do on two separate occasions with the feeding of the 5,000 with two fish and five loaves of bread. And then with the seven loaves and a few fish, the 4,000, just the men, not even including the women and children. He's annoyed with the disciples. Now, when the religious leaders had come to Jesus, you will note in the book of Mark that the Bible says when they came... He sighed, got into a boat after telling them that no sign would be given them, 
got back into the boat into the boat after just getting there and went back to the other side. I told you this before. When Jesus leaves, you're in trouble. He goes back to the other side. Now, with the feeding of the 4,000, you need to understand, we're talking about a 24-hour period, possibly here, a day. And so the Lord, as he's going back, he's disturbed with what's happened with the religious leaders. And then he mentions to the disciples, watch the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. But in Mark, he says, the Pharisees and Herod. And the disciples go, oh, fellas. Oh, we forgot to bring bread. We only got one loaf. What are we going to do? The Lord is upset with us. And the Bible says, because the Lord knows what they are talking about, I can imagine that he sighed again. <sighs> Fellas. See, we, we don't realize that Jesus got annoyed with them. And you will understand and find, come to find that Jesus says, why are you talking about bread? And then he recounts the story of the 5,000 and the 4,000. He brings back to their remembrance. Fellas, don't you just remember yesterday? How quick are we to forget God's blessings? How quick do we say, oh, I don't know if God's going to meet my needs. God has just brought you out of a great and wonderful mad situation. You've been worshiping and glorifying God. And now you doubt if God's going to bring you through. The Lord says to his disciples. Look at this. Verse 7. 16, 7 of Matthew. And they began discussing it among themselves saying, we brought no bread. All of them. Even that close one, John, the disciples, were having a discussion. All of them talking about not having bread. But Jesus, aware of this, said, Oh, you of little faith. Why are you discussing among yourselves the fact that you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive? Do you not remember the five loaves? Now, when you see this, the Lord gives the answer. But in the book of Mark, it states that, th that when he raises and says this, they are the ones who gave the answer. How many, how many baskets were left over? They said, twelve. And then, how many with the four thousand were left over? Seven. And I can imagine the disciples were probably kind of looking a little, sh kind of sheepishly. Twelve. You know how a kid does when they get in trouble? Start going back. And, you know. I tell you, I, I got into and I got in trouble. I, I, I said, "Oh, I, I forgot how to talk." Um, it was um because um, yep, yep. And then yesterday, <laughs> it don't even make sense what you're saying. Let me divert for a minute as I bring this to a close. I, I told y'all I, now. I wasn't a kid to start fires, but I just played with matches on on occasions. And um, 
found some matches. I don't know where I got these matches from. I'm out there throwing matches down and stomping them out. I tell you, throwing them down, stomping them. Whoa, that's fun. Threw one of those matches down and, and the fire went. The more I stomped, the more it spread. The only thing that I could think of, to, of doing was running. And so I ran up behind my house, behind the tool shed. And, 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 and then, I don't know if I ran to the house, hey, there's a fire! All of a sudden, my mom come running out, and she jumped in the car and moved out. I said, why'd she get in the car? Because she was concerned that if that fire get to that, that gas tank, there could be trouble. The fire department came up, and, 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 and I told them, I saw everything that happened. I saw the boy with the matches. I saw him run down the hill. I saw where he threw the matches, and here they are. He threw them right over there. Saw everything. They put the fire out. Everybody went back inside. And I'm back there playing, having a good time. And all that I hear is, ooh, Marky. One of my neighbors was up on the hill watching everything from the beginning. <laughs> and lo and behold, he told my brother everything that happened. I don't know if I ever told dad and mom. Did I ever tell dad and mom? I think I, think I told him when I was like 25, 30. Um, <laughs> but when we do something, we can get in trouble. When we get in trouble, we can just do some foolish stuff. Just foolish. I can imagine as the disciples are talking to Jesus, they're just looking down and he's telling them, oh, you of little faith. And as they recount the miracles, do you not know that when Christ answers your prayers and brings you out, it builds upon, it should build upon your trust in him. It gives you further, further evidence to say, God, you've never left me. You never failed me. Thank you right now that I have another reason to trust you. It should allow our faith to go deeper in the Lord because he's already proven himself over and over again. If anybody should have been strong in their faith, it should have been the disciples. And here we have the disciples who have been there in the miracles, who have performed the miracles as well. Talking about not having enough bread. And here the Lord has just fed thousands of people with a few loaves and a few fish. And here they are thinking, we forgot to get bread. Now that the religious leaders are talking about physical signs and they can't interpret, what have the disciples been doing in the same place mentally as the religious leaders? They should have been much further ahead. What are we doing as a people that God has shown himself over and over again doubting God, doubting his word, and not believing that he's going to do what he says? Jesus warned the disciples about the leaven of the Pharisees, Sadducees, and Herodians. It was important enough to Jesus to tell them because it would be something that they would face after his death. To minimize dangerous teaching is dangerous. Listen, to minimize dangerous teaching is dangerous. 
To compromise an essential teaching of the word of God will lead you to compromise other essentials over time. Once you begin making excuses for not living as God told you, you will make excuses for everything else. It only starts slow. You see, people that die poison don't get a big gulp. They just be given a little bit at a time. Just a little morsel at a time. Before you know it, their body is full of poison. Jesus' question to them in Matthew 16, 11 is a good one, and this is where we conclude. And this is what it says. How is it that you fail to understand that I did not speak about bread? How did you fail to understand? And notice what Jesus does. He goes right back and he says the same thing. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And then the Bible says, then they understood. He was referring to their teaching. See, leaven works through the dough. Just a little bit undetected. Put in the bread, but it spreads through the dough. Causes the bread to rise. Just a little bit of leaven. See, leaven in the Bible represents sin. And just a little bit of compromise of sin in your life will affect your whole life. If you don't say, God, I'm putting a halt to this. Just a little bit. And then you'll find yourself looking like, how did I get here? Because it started with just a little. Just a little compromise. Just a little uh, of compromising with God's word. Before you know it, you're further down the road than you thought you would ever be. Stand to your feet. How is it that you fail to understand that I was not speaking about this? Whenever Jesus speaks about something, it is a matter of always looking to that which is important. Oh, don't, don't, don't focus on just the temporal. The Lord satisfies our needs. Yes. Oh, but God is honored and glorified when we trust him. With our, our entire lives, our complete lives. Lord, in this place today, we pray that we will take this word and not continue to ask for miracles, but say that, God, I'm going to trust you because you've already proven yourself. You've already shown what you can do and who you are. So I'm not looking for the miracles. I'm looking at and for the miracle giver. My confidence will be in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because if I have him, then I have everything that he has to offer and what he has, I have. And so today, Lord, we pray that we will embrace you. Not go after the signs, but recognize the Lord came to bring life to us. Deliverance, salvation, and freedom in Christ. Even through the difficulties Oh, my God, that's where our faith in you is tried. That's where it shows forth how much do we trust God. May we remember that, Lord, the test of life is an opportunity to show much more how much we trust and honor you. As we leave this place today, may we be careful not to be like the Pharisees demanding a sign. 
But Lord, may we make right application with the information that you already have given us and say, yes, Jesus is Lord. We give you the glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Until next time, God bless you.